The following podcast is a production of Ocean Media Enterprises. Welcome to the Squeeze Your Thirst Trap for Florida's political juice. These are the stories behind the movers and shakers that are shaping Florida's future. We have politicians, we have activists, grassroots folks. We have everyone that is making a difference, and that's what I want to hear about. These are the stories that I want to know. So, And you know, here on The Squeeze, we're going to keep it real, uh, share the stories of some of the most inspiring figures in Florida. So our next guest is someone who is a big power player in Tallahassee and in Florida. And I believe he shares a district with you, Lucia. Yes, yes, Senator Jason Pizzo. We share a lot of the same constituents, same areas, his kids, my kids, our families. So we're servicing the same communities. Very cool. So Florida State Senator Jason Pizzo is an attorney and a politician serving as a member of the Florida legislature representing the state's 38th Senate district. Prior to his election, Pizzo was an assistant state attorney with Miami-Dade County State Attorney's Office. He's known as a straight shooter. He kind of tells it like it is, yes. which is refreshing in politics. That's we need what that. we need. Yeah. We need that. We need that. <laughs> Absolutely. Please, please welcome to the show State Senator Jason Pizzo. How are you, sir? Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Impressive background you have going on. There. Thank you so much. Are, are you in Tallahassee now? I'm in Tallahassee. Uh, we have uh, a little bit of a chaotic scene going on here. We had just finished up a League of Women Voters Zoom that we're doing on a, on a bunch of criminal justice issues. I'm also tasked with making dinner tonight. Um, so we have uh, oh, a couple wow. of our, our colleagues coming over, a couple agency. We have the outside on the porch right now is the Secretary of Department of Corrections. Um, because oh. criminal justice issues and, and prison issues are huge for us. Uh, another senator. My two twin boys up here. My chief of staff is helping on the first course. And nice. we have Katie is actually just brought her whole entire desktop uh, and put it up oh, wow. on my dining room table today. <laughs> She's from Reform Alliance, which is the... You know, Van Jones from CNN was one of the founders there. They work on a lot of uh, reform issues. So, What are your top three priorities? Kill bad bills. Number two is kill bad bills. And <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Kill bad bills? <laughs> no, okay. Number three is get our bills passed. So when I first came up here the first year, I was like, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to do this. And then it's like, you know, you hit the brakes and you realize what and it speaks to when i was suggesting that there's things sometimes our colleagues you know say but don't know about or or, or do know about and don't speak up there are things that are voted on up here and discussed that are that are dangerous that are dangerous from a policy yeah. perspective that are dangerous for people's liberty interests that are just frankly dangerous so I'm incredibly lucky and honored. I was asked to chair criminal justice, which is kind of a coup for a Democrat from South Florida in a Republican yeah. House, Republican Senate, you know, overwhelmingly yeah. Republican executive and judiciary. But the first meeting that we had, instead of like getting right into bills and, you know, everyone exchanging pleasantries and, you know, being super nice, I just spent two hours teaching everybody about criminal justice with a presentation. So they understood the difference between jails and prisons, misdemeanors and felonies, minimum mandatories. And so, so when you're having a discussion about how things are completely disparate or, in, you know, invidious discrimination and vestiges of things that still exist, that disproportionately are, are, are inequitable, you know, in, in application and, and discrimination towards races and ethnicities, they understand, you know, what we're talking about, what the acronyms mean, what the background means. And as simple as we started simple, like fifth grader simple, 
the difference between jail and prison, the difference between felony and misdemeanor. Uh, so they understood. And people came out of that specifically super interested in the topic and wanting to do something. If, if you want to do anything with criminal law, or criminal yeah. justice reform, that means reducing some of the bad things, right? So when people got excited, that's a really good sign. I, I have a, one of the panhandle old school Republicans who now wants to talk to me about developing new ways to increase game time and vocational training and education for inmates. I mean, that's, that's huge. Amazing. Yes. Well, we know a lot uh, during the pandemic was really where you really stood up. You were such a voice for our community, for everybody, the whole state. You went up to Tallahassee so much. What, what drives you? What motivates you? And I know you've talked a little bit about it, but you know, in a nutshell, where did this, where does this come from? Where did this fire come from? Yeah. Uh, I was always, uh, the way I was raised was encouraged to push back against bullies. My father said, you know, I went to a, a, a school in a tough neighborhood from fifth, first to fifth grade. And I remember I saw some of the things that I heard and that I saw, whatever. And he grew up a certain way, with a certain type of character. And I was, it was a little strange. It's not something I would brag about to everybody growing up, but he always said, if you saw someone getting bullied based on what they look like or where they're from or what they don't have, you have my permission to do whatever you have to do. And, you know, it was like little things, you know, we grew up in a nice bucolic suburban area and my dad used to pull over when a black man or woman's car was broken down. And I'm like, dad, why do you always, I remember asking, why do you always stop? And, and, and it's for, for black families. He goes, because most people won't, you know, it just, he had that kind of, you know, sensitivity to it. Um, and I just don't like people getting bullied. I, I had a, I had a great childhood, an amazing childhood. My kids have put up with more than I ever had to. They've had armed people come to our house that I was prosecuting last year during committee meetings. Someone put a $47,000 hit on my life and how they wanted me to be killed and dismembered and where my body was supposed to go. And they were home by themselves. And I had to like FaceTime them to get out of the house for the second time. But they, they're never in want for where they're going to get their next meal where they're going to be able to get right. clean clothes or they're not going to have a clean pillow to put their head on. We don't have food security, insecurity. We don't have housing insecurity. And yeah. that's what drives me is that when I was a prosecutor, I handled a lot of the shootings and homicides involving kids, not kids in Sunny Isles, not kids in Bell Harbor, kids right. in Liberty City and Overtown. And yeah. that's, that, that's what drives me is that when I talk to somebody who's being bullied by their landlord, and, you know, yeah. threatening, threatening with eviction when there's a moratorium in place, they, they surely qualify. So there, there, yeah. there was a list not too long ago uh, that uh, stated that you were possibly one of the, the folks that may run for governor. I know yesterday there was a tweet that, uh, or the day before that you had sent out. And so is that still on the radar or you're running for re-election? I know Tell you're running. Us. What's, uh, what's the juice? Say it here on the squeeze. Yeah. Uh, I'm running for governor in 2026. Woo! Oh, we got the juice. We got the juice. No, that was just supposed to end rumors about 2022. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> no, listen. I, I actually, you know, when you guys mentioned that we went right back to Tallahassee when session was over, everybody came home. Uh, we went right back to Tallahassee in April just so I could get in the face of the governor's office and his staff and the Department of Economic Opportunity. And I used to like hand them handwritten lists of people that had like cancer and say like listen can you get their unemployment it started small and it got larger and larger and larger we're 
I think we're past 42 or 43,000 people that we've helped. And I actually had a decent relationship. You know, the last person that the governor's office would call at the end of the month as to whether or not to renew eviction moratorium was me. So the governor's chief of staff, Shane Strong, would call me sometimes three days, but sometimes even the day before as to whether or not it should be extended. And we would talk through it and then they would make an agreement to go ahead and do the extension. So not a lot of Democrats had that kind of connection. I understand that subject matter. That was the industry I was in before I even went to law school, uh, you know, on a development side. We had open lines in communication and some bad bills have been proposed and filed. And we realized that the communication was really sort of breaking down a little bit um, and not being as fluid. And I just, I, I just flat out called out someone over there and I said, listen, do we have a problem? Is something wrong? And they go, well, you know, we're, he's probably entrenched against you because you're running against him. I said, I'll tell you what, there's a couple bad bills. I don't have to name them. You, you know, which ones we're talking about. I said, I'll tell you what, I will handwrite you a letter. I'll send you an email. I'll send you a text. I'll paint yeah. it in the sky if you want me to. I won't run against Ron DeSantis. And, uh, so, so there you have it. And now he's told it. You're running for re-election then. I'm running, absolutely running for re-election to the Florida Senate proudly. Listen, I, this is my first term and I'm already the chair of criminal justice and overwhelmingly Republican everything. So it's a huge honor. It, it speaks to some bit of recognition for how hard you want to change it up here the hard stuff is over yeah just (laughs) these questions are really just to kind of get to know who you are um so if you could go back in time what would you say to five-year-old jason pizzo oh my god i would have been uh more patient i would have slowed down a little bit um I would have been a lot nicer to my sister. Oh, yeah. What I found to be annoying was just her caring. I would have been a lot nicer. No, but I just want to slow down and enjoy certain stuff. It wasn't about even in about my late teens and early twenties. I just my dad told me when I was younger. He's like, "Listen, I want you to do well now, and you can do good later." And I had no idea what he meant by it. But but I started to learn what he meant by it. So I did. You know, I do like 100 hour weeks since I was about 21 years old. You said that you don't really take days off, but when you do go on vacation, what's your ideal vacation? And we won't hold it against you if you say Cancun. <laughs> you mean Can Cruise? Um, oh, actually, that's that's pretty good. I might use that. That's a good. I'm gonna actually use that. Can Cruise. I think I might yeah, use that hashtag. hashtag. I like it. I think we can get exactly. that. Um, you know, I I traveled a lot when I was younger. I, I realized like people were spending money on stuff that I just knew would go out of style or not be cool or you know whatever. And so whatever dollars I could scrape together when I was younger, I'd, I'd use it to travel. And then my kids are now 14, so for as so long as they can remember to appreciate and understand it, I've been pushing, you know, traveling with them now. A lot of times it's vicarious. It's I'm sitting in front of a laptop or on a phone while they're, you know, exploring some village or like that. And yeah. It's been some wonderful places. All right. So we're going to switch it up. Lucia has a little fun, uh, fun. Well, uh, you know that I'm a teacher at heart. I may be a school board member now, but I'm a 15 year teacher. So I have a little segment for you called. Too cool for school. All right. But I have the pop pop. Here we go. 
by the Bell character do you relate the most? Zach, you know, Slater, no, no, no. or Screech? Just stop. Stop. If I if I smile and the dimples come out, I'm a little thinner. Slater. All right. Were you a jock in high school? I was all state in soccer and baseball. All right. I'll take it. All right. Too cool for school. Did you go to senior prom or were you a rebel? I went to senior prom. Oh, okay. Was there an Absolutely. after party? There was an Maybe. after party. <laughs> okay. And then too cool for school. Easy one. Who was your favorite teacher and why? Uh, Sister Cecilia, first grade. Oh, wow. Uh, Tell us about her. I have to know now. I was actually asked to leave uh, public school in first grade. Mrs. Kaplan said she couldn't control me, so I was removed. After the second month, taking a St. Anne's Catholic school in Rowardin, New Jersey, and I walk into the classroom, and Sister Cecilia is smacking Frank Fort straight across the face. And she goes, welcome. And I was like, <laughs> terrified. Uh, but then six okay. months later, when she gave me detention, she'd still serve me a dish of pasta at the convent, a piece of chocolate cake. And my mother says, Sister Cecilia, it's not punishment to give my son detention. Oh. He loves it. He loves it. He doesn't mind the smack of the paddle. You feed him oh. and he loves being around you guys. And you pay too much attention. So uh, she was the best. She oh, uh, had beautiful. told my father when I was younger, I'm not worried about him intellectually. You just have to worry about someone's character with someone's someone's spirit like that. You just have to worry about their character in the right direction. So that's where my father picked up the line that because she's told this to my father, your son, Jason, is going to end up president of the United States or in go. jail. Or oh. in jail. Yeah, okay. right. so I, I could have got out of the way. <laughs> just to, right. You know, control the spirit and make sure it went the right way. Well, well, no, it worked out well, I would say. Senator, thank you so much yes. for being a great for sport. I know yeah. you're, you're extremely busy. you got a lot going on. So thank, thank you for taking a couple uh, oh, couple minutes to Thanks sit so with thank us you. and, and be a so great much. sport. I'm State Senator Jason Pizzo, and you're watching The Squeeze. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to check out our next episode on The Squeeze.